Science is full of all sorts of paradoxes. We can travel to the depths of space, but can't cure the common cold. We can split the atom, but can't figure out why time flies when you're having fun. We can map the human genome, but can't predict the weather accurately. It's like we've unlocked the secrets of the universe, but can't find the remote control. But those don't make our eyes cross or the smartest of us lose sleep overnight because of how intangible an answer seems to be. And those type of paradoxes are exactly what we have in store for you this week. So sit back, relax, and try not to have an aneurysm as we break down our favorite thought-provoking scientific paradoxes of all time here on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation of the podcast that might not have the answers to all of life's questions or science's paradoxes. We do have a robot that will tell you knows the answers, so there is that. This is Hysteria 51. Oh, sorry. Well, I was waiting on a reply, but I guess we can just move on. I am not wasting my time on you twats. There it is. I, yep. I, 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 I'm used to him coming in right there too, right? Like that's uh, anyway. <laughs> kind of, yeah. What a <laughs> loop. We're broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago, with a tether to parts unknown Colorado. I'm David Flora. He's Brent Hand. The bots are here. Yo. And Hello, everyone. to help us... So hi, hi Kyle. To help us sort through all the heady, soul-crushing paradoxes science can throw at us, we got a guest once again this week. Ooh, who is it? Who's gonna be? His name is. Captain Christmas. Uh, as you well know, soul crushing is my bat signal. So thank you for that. Uh, that's I knew when I heard soul crushing, I came came sprinting to the studio. <laughs> He's the only person I know whose ringtone is just. Aw. It is. <laughs> Kevin, two in a row, man. I What's know, going I, on? I, I lost a bet. Well, yeah, you did or we did. I'm not uh, sure which. Sh- I think he did, did, Brent. Come on. Yeah, probably. Uh, oh, David, that's very kind of you. Yes, yes. Uh, no, hey, man. Happy to be back again on good old Hysteria 51. Love this show. Um, and um, love uh, crushing some souls. I love how easily you lie to people that you've known for years. So. Uh, well, you know, that's how I keep friends, Brent. <laughs> keep your friends close and Kevin somewhere else. Uh, that's what they always say. <laughs> yeah. Usually the attic. Well, I wanted to have you on this week, Kevin, because okay. like we said, it's scientific paradoxes week. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of heady shit that doesn't make sense. And people don't know the answers to these things that might be really important. <laughs> so people that are smarter than you can't figure it out. I thought I, I really felt like it'd be important to have you on and just do that to you. That's it's really fucked up, Brent. <laughs> Kevin uh, struggles with things like being. So there's um, there's that. Kevin, now, real quick, you do do your own podcast. Let's uh, tell I everyone do. about 
uh, the the Kevin Christman Giggle Time Fun Hour. Oh uh, yes, that's uh, that's um, yes, that's the subtitle. Uh, it's called Sad Times uh, because. Uh, all joking aside, I think we all, one time or another, struggle with being. Uh, I just do all the time. Uh, and Sad Times is a podcast where we have a guest come on every week where we talk with them about times they were sad or upset or emotional or just really having a tough time uh, and let them tell their story. And we're not trying to diagnose it or solve the problem or, or, or judge it. We just want to allow people to come on, tell their story so that people listening uh, can hear it and maybe feel a little less alone with some of their struggles. I, I really firmly believe that if all of us could just talk a little bit more about, you know, our troubles and our shit, we'd probably be a little more empathetic and, and a little more understanding. Um, and so, yeah, I would love uh, if, if all the listeners could go check out Sad Times. Uh, you can find it wherever uh, podcasts are uh, to be released. I almost said wherever podcasts are sold. Um, and I uh, would love for you guys to check it out. Sad Times. Yes. And the, the, the producer on that show is ruggedly handsome yet approachable uh i don't produce that show yeah that's right <laughs> i'm trying to get david to produce that show yeah no, he, he yeah. just produces shit um <laughs> that's true uh-oh, uh-oh. that is true <laughs> Jesus Christ. now that four of you are left uh <laughs> science and paradoxes. Uh, they're like, I-, I wanted to do this one because they're like these trippy little psychedelic music of the scientific world. Mm. They're fascinating, mind-bending, way better than the Beatles. And you can make questions <sighs> uh, about the very fabric of reality, uh, yeah. which was the Beatles' third album, if I remember. Uh, no, that was A Hard Day's Night, the only oh. Beatles record uh, with every song written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Well, so none of the, the good stuff was left out. Oh like, don't don't mess with the Beatles around Chris, Kevin. That's right. Uh, so, Kevin, tell them about the time that I pissed you off when we were in college. Well, I can tell the time and the date. Uh, it was November 30th, 2001. Uh, it was the day after the great George Harrison had passed away at the age of 58. Um, uh, Brent and I were both theater majors. And uh, so I got to school a little early and went down to the costume shop and got a piece of black fabric and tied it around my left arm. <laughs> and uh, as, a, as a sign of mourning and I went back upstairs to this place we called the green room where everybody hung out and we were all talking about how one of the four creators of the second half of the 20th century had passed away and uh, Brent just walked in and goes yeah two down two to go <laughs> And I was like, motherfucker. And as you can see, 21 plus years later, he's still at it. Oh, special. (laughs) Fucker. Hey, you know, if you can't, you kill him with kindness, kill him with. No. Never mind. Stop. Anyway. (laughs) The reason I want to talk about this is these things, they mess with your head. They make you feel like you've been transported to another dimension, or at least, you know, that's. <laughs> the like, fifth dimension. Yeah, that's why I have Kevin here. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's heady shit. We're gonna. We're, um, <laughs> I like anything that science gives you. That's like a never-ending game of what if. Mm. That's actually really cool. Uh, what if time travel was possible? What if you could teleport through space? What if a cat could be both alive and dead at the same time? These. What if we could tell why kids love the taste of cinnamon toast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why, why tricks are only for kids. It's the damnedest thing. These questions can mess with. That's what I meant to say there. Uh-huh. What if they mess Brent with your mind. Speak? Yeah. <laughs> they take the control day. of your tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make you feel like you're stuck in a loop of never ending confusion. 
too late. Which I think is a lot of ways that people feel. And almost a Genesis song. <laughs> but also, if I may, Brent, I do mm-hmm. want to say this. You said uh, never-ending what-ifs. I, I really do think that's a very good description of anxiety. I've spent yeah. like yeah, two hours bro. straight going, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? Um, so once again, I've brought it back to me and my troubles. Thank you. Well, <laughs> uh, well. so going on that, though, it's like, do you think – that's why people outside of science love them so much because of that never ending confusion or, or is it because of maybe they feel like, well, scientists don't know that. And, I, and so I'm on par with them or what's the draw do you think of why do these have so much fun to them or to talk about? Uh, you know, we as humans love stories, right? Uh, and sci-fi SF, you know, a lot of uh, this idea of the unexplained and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I think that does, it, it, there's there's a uh, there's a uh, there's a draw to that I think for people. Yeah, I think so. You know, and um, I know I use the word trippy, but it's the best way for me to describe them because that's kind of what they are. They're like a like a trippy wild ride through the multiverse of scientific thought kind of bullshit like that. Calm you know? down, Marvel Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Not that multiverse, but uh, they can challenge uh, and change your perception of reality. Uh, expose the absurdity of our current understanding of the world, especially uh, unless you, you know, don't believe in science. <laughs> Transport you to different dimensions, make your brain hurt. A lot like marriage, I think, is my oh, way of wow. summing it up here. Wow, yeah. love you, baby. Uh, Brent, I'm so- love you, Brent, baby. Lisa, Lisa. Oh, don't storm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, she. Oh. Sorry, guys. I got. I got to take this call. Hang on. Um, yeah. Hey, perfect. Oh, Brent. Brent, the fifties. It's they're on the phone. <laughs> they want their fucking sexist humor back. <laughs> uh, actually, they're on the phone because they love my gelatin mold with uh, pancakes and fucking uh, bacon and probably some sort of uh, I don't know. Keep going. What are they? Vienna sausages? Uh, I sure. And, and by the way, is this a party line or something? What's going on? Every line's a party line if I'm on. Oh, I'm right now. Uh, jokes aside. The 50s know how to merge calls, Kevin. Oh. (laughs) Take that, Eisenhower. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jokes aside, despite the trippiness or whatever word you want to... They're an important part of... They are, though. This this shit that we're talking about, this weird stuff that I know we're kind of making jokes, but it's part of scientific inquiry, and it can lead to new discoveries. And, you know, that whole... Fuck around and find out. The advancements of uh, understanding parts of the world come from asking questions. Mm-hmm. It's fun to look at some that we don't know the answers yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought experiments are important, and they're just that. They're thought experiments. So we're going to embrace that this week as we talk some of the weirder unanswered paradoxes and uh, try to enjoy the ride, so to speak. <laughs> so we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to explore poorly, I'm sure. Much like uh, my unfortunate uh, jello mold that you guys won't eat. Uh, Some of our favorite scientific paradoxes here on Hysteria 51. I mean, I won't eat it because there's mold on the jello mold. It's disgusting, Brent. I, I just care about my colon too much. Fermi paradox. We're going to start at uh, uh, an easy one. You know, we're probably going to we're probably going to solve it right now. Uh, it's going to be very and and also you know outside of uh, Batavia Fermi Lab, right outside of Chicago, Batavia. It's a place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Uh, that right? Accelerator? Yeah. You know, I once uh, clogged a toilet. In- Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. (laughs) I definitely use it. I I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. (laughs) It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. (laughs) Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, uh, today. Tavia, New York. <laughs> was it with uh, you're tearing up all of the uh, top secret memos that you was, were trying to flush? Was it business. after you ate Brent's Jello? <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Because unlike you, David, I don't care about my colon. <laughs> That's both sour and spicy at the same time. Mm. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Uh, so the Fermi paradox, which we have talked about on here before with uh, uh, great zeal and, and zest, I'm sure. Uh, Delicious. It's It asks the question, if the universe is so vast and filled with potential life-bearing planets, why the fuck haven't we discovered any evidence of extraterrestrial life? <laughs> Stop, you're right there. Right? We all know we have. Oh, of course. I was going to uh, say, let's move on. You know, so I'm going to tell you right now, and I have the proof to put Sorry, that's the CIA calling. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Wait, are you sure it's not the 50s again? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no shit. Thank you, Mr. Bush. Uh, he was CIA, right, in the 50s? Uh, he, no, 75 to 76, he was the CIA director. Son I think 75 to 76. Maybe, I was yeah. off by a lot there. Anyway. Under Ford. <laughs> the first paradox, uh, the this paradox, it's like... Um, you throw a party, but no one shows up. You got snacks, you got music, got everything going on. No one RSVPs. Um, Isn't what, that what Stephen Hawking did with the time travel? Oh, post? my God. You know that story? No. Yeah. So uh, tell him. I'll let you do it. It's hilarious. Well, Stephen Hawking was like, well, if if time travel exists and we, we find it in the future, I'm going to throw a party on this date. And if if anybody figures time travel out, they'll show up. Nobody showed up. They literally uh, filmed him. He's sitting there and he's got like a hat on and a yeah. thing. No one walks in and he's just like, well, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so awesome. Th- there's a little bit more to the Fermi paradox, but you know, why? 
There could be the the grand cosmic equalizer of time or space or distance, you know, things like that. Or it means that we are the only ones out there. Or it means that uh, the government is is uh, keeping us from knowing the actual truth. What do you guys feel about the Fermi paradox? Mm, I I think we've covered it. I mean, uh, what what episodes is three twenty five? Uh, I think episodes one through three hundred twenty four show that uh, <laughs> uh, this is bullshit. Right, right. <laughs> um, we didn't we just blow up four UFOs or some shit like that? No way were they balloons. No, Obviously, those were, they were extraterrestrials. Yeah, those are definitely not balloons. Yeah, yeah. What idiots? What idiots? I don't know, David. It's it's kind of sobering. Like it, it really is a little bit depressing because it just means you know right now everybody's just kind of on an island by themselves and there's it. It all comes down to the laws of physics if we can mm. break them. And, um, if you want to, I guess, or like, what's, what's the reason to, so we would probably go out, you know, a discovering, mm-hmm. but another civilization might've gone past that and has gone out a hunting, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh. or it, well, they all kill themselves before they get to that point. Well, that's the of, thing. Like the, you know, the distances are so vast that, um, well, uh, but uh, here's uh, one. Of, hang, hang on. <laughs> I, I'm no, just I'm, I'm just trying to organize this. <laughs> this what the fuck's going on up here? Um, I the distances are so vast that they have said a civilization who discovers interstellar travel could send a probe out, and by the time the probe reaches its destination, let's say Earth, a second probe from the future would have gotten here first because they've perfected the technology. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. The other thing is there's so many places to look. We um how do you how do you know where we our instrumentation right. isn't good enough to see no. anything improve, but um if even if you have interstellar travel can, you know, zip around where you, you can go anywhere and everywhere and still not hit every place and, you know, ignore the little mm-hmm. podunk water holes like this. And the other thing that they say is what if before they get to interstellar travel, they kill themselves off because of war, famine, right, global right. warming. What if that is also a, uh, a so, common thing? Am, am I thinking of the Drake e- equation? That's the one that tells you how many um, uh, civilizations or, or planets gotcha. that could need to have. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So so this one you even have you you have to get over these humps in uh, a, a species lifetime, mm-hmm. and you know these are you, you have to deal with I- extinction level events. You have to deal with um, the society killing itself off, like you just said. There's all these different things you got to overcome to get to a new level of civilization, and then you start getting into like the Dyson spheres and the uh, the uh, warp travel, all that shit. So we're a level two civilization. We're a level right. three. Well, we're and a, what are we? We're like point seven three or, or something. No, like point, point seven two. Is it that high? <laughs> yeah, they said that so, we. Yeah. By the year 2100, we could be a, a level one civilization. Well, wait. Gotcha. So how many Thetans does that give us? Too, uh, too many. Yeah. Honestly. But yeah. yeah this, this is freaking me out, man. Once what we, if we're just in a vast cosmic D&D game where we just keep trying to get experience? Can I roll for uh, initiative, please? Yeah, I think uh, we <laughs> failed our fucking uh, saving throws. <laughs> uh, 
moving on, because, you know, yeah. We're going to talk the grandfather paradox. It's time travel time. Mm. Dust off the old DeLorean's kids. Mm. So this uh, paradox asks. The DeLorean had kids? Uh-huh, oh, yeah. And, well, you know, someone ran a train on it. Hey, that's a. a wow. A, nice. Part three. Part three. Anyway. Spoiler alert. Nice. What would happen if you went back in time and killed your own grandfather before he had children? Because tactically, that would prevent your own birth. Now, if you listen to people like Stephen Hawking, he says there's probably a force out there that would not allow that to happen. You can't change the past. or The Doc Brown force? Or you're just creating a tangent like, like they did in Back to the Future. It's that conundrum. If you go back and accidentally step on a butterfly, you could come back – and then all of a sudden, we are ruled by gnats instead of humans. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you become your own <laughs> grandfather. You could totally mess up your family tree. I don't care how much your mom wants to bang you. Don't do it. Yeah. Oh, man. The she- enchantment under the sea might be a glorious time. Do not have sex with your mother. Is that what you took away from that movie? Full stop. <laughs> okay. Got it. Full stop. Just making sure. Okay. Full stop. All right. And you know what? It has not failed me in life yet. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's good advice. You know, uh, so uh, PNL literally isn't uh, reaching uh, us or thinking we're going to have to shut down a part of the, the company. Brent, where where you at on that? <laughs> Don't fuck your mother. That tracks, actually. That is uh, good. All let's, right. Thanks, Brent. Let's, let's parking lot that for yeah. now. And, <laughs> parking uh, lot. We'll circle back. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like Back to the Future meets Jerry Springer. You know, like... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? What would happen, David, if you went back in time and killed your grandfather before he had ever had your father? I mean, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? So, like, I, because I, I asked you're the you, host. Okay, Jesus. It's one. I mean, do your job. Two, figure this out right now. <laughs> one of two options, man. Either you you vanish right then and there, or yeah. you you go back to a different timeline. To, but then, to if you vanish right then and there, how could you have done it in the first place? Because you were never born anyway. And that. Is the grandfather paradox? <laughs> That's yeah. what I always like to ask with these things. Like who who sets it off? Who is the uh, ground zero for this? Right. Yeah. Are we in the the uh, the the beta program for like we're the we're the, the we're the the first run through and then stuff starts happening? What a what a crappy what a crappy time to be in the uh, the beta program. Uh, well, that's I know. why it's, I think it's it, like 1978 and we're VHS. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I think it it have to be creating a new timeline. Now the question mm-hmm. becomes uh do you, you when you return do you have the choice to go to that new timeline mm-hmm. or go back to your original one? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, the other question remains is why is everybody so fucking excited about killing their own grandfather? Have you met him? Oh, it's a fair point. What if your grandfather was Adolf Hitler? <laughs> That's so th- I was going to make a point of that because I've never heard of the grandfather paradox. Every time I've heard this is if you could go back in time and kill Hitler, would you? Like, right? That's that's how I've always heard it. Um, oh, but Hitler wasn't my grandfather, so... Yeah, Australian my... baby killed by odd-dressed man. <laughs> odd-dressed man. <laughs> Film at 11. <laughs> a clock oh, showing of the news, because you had to go to the theaters to see it at that time. Mm-hmm, and boy. And why are they talking like this in Europe at the time? I'll tell you why. Millions <laughs> all over Europe. The new craze. <laughs> Sorry, let me redo that in a better... <laughs> Austrian baby found dead. 
Now I'm going to get out of here in my speed buggy. <laughs> my velocipede. <laughs> velocipede. He stepped on a butterfly. He stepped on a butterfly. Bring on the gnats. <laughs> Stupid bug, you go squish now. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> donuts? What are donuts? Oh, <laughs> oh look, a training again. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, my God. The twin paradox. Uh, moving right along. This paradox asks, this one X, uh, why asks. one twin who travels at high speeds in space will age more slowly than the other twin who stays on Earth, despite both experiencing time at the same rate, a.k.a. relativity, my friends, but putting it to use at a uh, a tangible thing that we could do. So it's like, uh, think of it like you're playing like a game of tag where one person's running around in circles, the other person stood still. Except in this one, one stays on Earth, the other zooming off around the galaxies at light speed or very close to it. Mm -hmm. Let's say for both of you, five years go by. When you reunite, the space twin will look young and shit, while the other one uh, would look like they've been through the fucking ringer. Now, the five years to each of them would be different because of relativity, but that's the universe's version of Fountain of Youth or whatever you want to call it, you know? (laughs) Uh, Relativity is hard to grasp, but you can do this on Earth. Take a, if you both were to set a watch, you and say a pilot, mm-hmm. and then send the pilot up and fly around and come back, your watches will now not be in sync anymore. They won't? Nope. But what Very about Einstein's minute. watch? Uh, well, Einstein. The dog in Back to the Future. Einie! Exactly one minute ahead of us! I don't know how they found me, but they found me. Well, okay. that, Libyans are good at that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. This one Finding is, or relativity? This one's uh, less of a paradox and more just like a weird... I guess well, it is I, a paradox. This but. one's scary to me. Like it's, yeah. it, and, and I'll tell you, I'll give you the perfect example that they did in Interstellar, um, yeah. where they went to that giant planet... That or the pla- cool. at least the planet that was around the uh, the black hole, mm-hmm. because that slowed time on there. While meanwhile in orbit, it was like seven years for that dude. Uh, it was like twenty. Yeah, it was a long. Was it longer time. than that? Yeah, I, yeah. I forget how how long they were on there, but um, it's a weird that's one. that's messed up. That's so wild. That's because time can't even escape gravity. Isn't that crazy? That's ooh. yeah. Black holes, God, man. You guys are fucked. Black hole, sun. What is the constant, right? Like what? What is the uh, universal average uh, that everybody can follow? Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, Yeah, right. Is it Planck's constant? Is what's Planck's constant? Um, uh, It's called Planck's constant, but his name was Plunk. But you know why? Why pronounce it? That's like poppet and puppet. Hey, no puppet. Fundamental physical constraint of uh, important. Please say it faster. I'm trying to read it and I don't even understand. Um, uh, what's it used for? English. Uh, describe the behavior of particles and waves at an atomic scale um, and how they behave. So uh, that's well. more of a, uh, not what I was looking for. Uh, that's more <laughs> of a going back to the Marvel universe. Thank you, Kang but the Conqueror. What the, my, my point with that is that um, this goes kind of back to the Fermi paradox to me. What if other... Uh, civilizations have a different concept of time, mm-hmm. you know, and 
how does that affect their travel or getting to us Every, kind of thing? Everyone knows time is an abstract concept created by karma-based life forms to monitor their own ongoing decay. So, I mean, come on now. You just had that loaded and ready. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's impressive. Mm -hmm. Go to a bar with Brent. You'll hear that four times in an hour. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's how I order drinks. <laughs> the bootstrap paradox. So this paradox asks, what happens if an object or piece of information or whatever you want to use for said, what if something is created out of nothing by a time traveler? Like, you know, uh, uh, you, you take a shit in the Go past on. and then someone's walking by, slip falls and aborts their baby that was going to be Adolf Hitler. Clear as mud, right? Think of the what? time you found a $20 bill in your pocket and you couldn't remember how it got there. Mm -hmm. Did you win a bet? Did it fall from the sky? Did a time traveler go back and give it to you? And, and no, I worked hard for that money. I lift myself up by my own bootstraps. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's one of those, like, can a object or information be crucial to events in the future if it wasn't already there in the past? So can you affect the past? Or if you were to go back into uh, the the past, would you not be able to affect anything no matter what you did? Or would it mean that you were always already there? And so whatever you're going to uh, do was already done. Wait, so you're telling me that all those hours I lay awake at night thinking about the past is is pointless? Uh, well, you were always going to, you know, order the wrong thing. Or you were it. always on my mind. It's oh, it, like see, consequences of an event in the future, you know, future travel back in time. Can they cause an event in the past or present? So can you change time? Can you change what has happened? Um, uh, the, which in turn would cause the first event. So meaning... If something was to happen, was is it constant? Would it always happen? Or can you change it? Um, or do you cause a loop? You know, that we're like, then you're stuck in this loop. I know we're all going and crossing your your uh, your heads there. They talk about this one. Um, if you read about it in uh, uh, Brief History of Time. Well, Brief History of Time. He talks about it like on a um, on a pool table. And how you could like hit the ball, but then go back and hit it. You could actually make the ball you hit hit the ball before you hit it in the first place. Like <laughs> time travel. Ah, thanks, Hulk. You know, one of those weird things like that. Um, uh, I, do you guys think that if we ever figure out a way to time travel, we'd be able to change anything? Uh, clear mm -hmm. as mud, right? An easy peasy thing to understand, but uh, you know, uh, I it, I just. I don't know. These days, I, I lean towards the multiple timelines. Uh, so when you it. change something, you're just changing a past, but that it's going off on a tangent. But it's creating a new timeline. So the future's yeah. the same as it was, except for you're in not your in your timeline. You're not in it because you left that future, but then the next one it is. Right. Yeah, I get that. I get it. I, You know, this also makes me uh, think of, you know, how time is happening all at once. Yeah. Um, where... It's kind of like, again, in Interstellar, they kind of have that Tesseract uh, scene where all those moments he can see. Yeah, and it's like happening. a glass, spherical looking, like it's all like, kind it of, looks like you yeah. can kind of see everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's all, so that's all, it, it, it all has happened and it all is happening and it all will happen, right? And it's all squeezed in together, so therefore... um 
whatever you're doing now is happening at the same time as whatever you did in the past. It's just we don't have a way or a mechanism to jump back and forth yet. Because everything everywhere all at once is happening. We should make a movie right. about that. So my question is, are would you be able to thi- concentrate and think hard enough to influence your past self? Uh, no, I've tried. With um, like going back through like – I don't know, but it there's something to that, right? But, like, but David, sorry, what you're saying though is like I'm here recording this podcast with you guys at the same time that please don't I'm, make that decision. Yeah, please don't have made that decision. Uh, <laughs> that uh, that I'm posing for my kindergarten photo with a clip-on tie, like it's right. happening at and the if same you time. Think hard enough. Uh-huh. Then you can think to yourself to remove that tie. Well, I would never do that. Wow. That okay. That is a trippy thing to think about. That's right. That hurts, or like, man. Or, or so you're here in this moment, and you think, I really want to know how to do this task. <laughs> like, I don't understand how to do it. I don't know. But in the future, I'm going to learn how to do it. Oh, and so you need I'm, to know. Like, like when they would be like, oh, we're going to go back in time and put keys here. <laughs> so that we kind of, kind of. You know? Uh, it's like, it is uh, one of the greatest mysteries in the scientific world. That's, yeah, that's... Uh, Kind of true. Also, is that what Foreigner was doing? I want to know no, what love is. is. I want myself to somehow psychically <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Ooh, that was funny. <laughs> I want you to show me from the future. Yeah, and by you, I mean me in the future somehow. <laughs> yeah, and I'm opening, and I'm opening my mind to you right now. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, great. Just making sure. On that note, I think we need to go to break. When we come back, (laughs) more shit like this. That's after the word from these sponsors who are very important. Shitting themselves right now. (laughs) And I want you to open your mind to these people. They're going to let you know what you need in your past. (laughs) That's coming up on H51. Now I'm thinking about all of my um, school pictures and which which clothes I would change and which I wouldn't. Nice. Hmm. Oh, God, Brent, do you have any paper bags? This episode's like making me hyperventilate. This is, oh, God. You know what? Why don't you tell yourself to have brought one? Okay, so that feeds, idiot. Check your pockets just okay. to see if that's just a real checking? thing. Okay, oh, no, just chapstick. <laughs> All right, liar paradox. This one's a fun one to talk about. This paradox asks what happens. I don't believe you. <laughs> You know what? Am I have I gotten it? Did I'm I get it? I'm gonna stop you right there. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> what happens when a person says I'm lying if the statement is true? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they are lying, but if the statement or, is or, false, then they're telling the truth. Yeah. Just yeah. always lie, and you won't have a problem. That actually checks out. <laughs> but wait, lie. isn't that fucking with the English language? When I say I am lying, I'm obviously referring to something I said before. My that. name is not Brent Hand. I know. So, so you're, now you're an actor. <laughs> but in doing so, like you, you, you're lying. Like my name is not Brent Hand, and that is the truth. But it's not. Yeah, it, it's a Schrodinger cat of uh, possibility here. Either yeah. the statement, I mean, the statement's both true and false. If someone says I'm lying, are they telling the truth or lying? 
You know, it's like trying to divide by zero or understand why cats knock shit off tables, kind of like Schrodinger's cat. That's why I was putting the box in the first fucking place. <laughs> uh, or forever remain a mystery, like why people still wear Crocs or why my father watched Hee Haw, you know? Uh, on, I guess the lesson here is if someone tells you they're lying, just smile, nod. Yeah, or your head's going to blow up. You know, apparently. And hope that they're not you know, like trying to dupe well, you into a paradox. That's that, worse it, than being duped I've into heard a timeshare. I've Just heard slightly. it more as this sentence is a lie mm-hmm. or something like that, as opposed to like, I am lying. Um, what if, um, what if Pinocchio said, when I lie, my nose doesn't grow. He's misunderstanding. Is well, he? his nose would grow. Yes. His nose would grow. Or because would it? He's lying. Because I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't think that one works because that is a lie. <laughs> All right, there is a right? Pinocchio paradox, isn't there? Let me read it. There is a Pinocchio paradox, which I think uh, is very similar to this one. It's um, better reference to Petto. So, oh, I said it wrong. The Pinocchio paradox uh, says if he says my nose grows now, well, it wouldn't grow, but then it's a lie, so it would grow. That's the paradox. So what would happen if Pinocchio said, my nose grows now? Well, he's not he, lying, so his nose would not grow. But then he was lying because it didn't happen. I, I think he, he ends up like Modoc. Yeah, right. That's right. He shrinks down and shrinks. He's just a head. <laughs> I guess, yeah, the thing is, is do you think you're having a, you're, you're, if you know that you're lying or you don't know you're lying, then is it a lie or not? And, you know, like, was Ross on a break? Did it count? Oh my god, I just quoted friends. Pivot. You quoted friends? Jesus. Oh boy. Oh, crom. Crom. <laughs> we are not the probably right people to be discussing paradoxes, but you know, it's fun. And uh yeah, like so if you say it's a lie, it's a lie, then the lie becomes a truth, or can a truth become a lie, or vice versa? The liar paradox. Zen's arrow paradox, or Zeno's arrow paradox, that is. Uh-huh. It's a famous philosophical paradox that was first introduced by the ancient Greek philosopher Zeno of Elia in the 5th century, way back when BCE. So the paradox concerns the motion of an arrow in flight, and it goes something like this. At any given moment in time, an arrow is motionless. At any given second in time, it's where it is. Therefore, if we consider any infinitesimal moment during the flight of an arrow, the arrow must be motionless during that moment. Since motion is composed of an infinite number of infinitesimal moments, the arrow must be motionless at every one of those moments. Therefore, the arrow cannot be in motion at any time. In other words, the paradox argues that because an arrow is motionless at every single infinitesimal moment during its flight, it is actually impossible for the arrow to be in motion at all. (laughs) <laughs> this paradox is often used to illustrate the concept of infinite divis- divisibility and challenge the idea of motion and change. However, it's worth noting that there have been many attempts to refute the paradox over the centuries, and it remains a subject of ongoing debate among philosophers <laughs> and math- ma- mathematicians. Ah. And I hate this because I hate math. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, yes, if you... At absolute zero when everything stops moving. But even at those infinite times, uh, there's still motion in 
our cells and things like that, right? You know, like, I don't know. Well, aren't we just talking about the arrow it's a series of moments and it's saying the in the moment it's not moving but a series of moments it's moving well, so it's like a motion picture that's what life is just a series of moments kevin we just <laughs> have to beautiful. make sure we yeah you're welcome look Keep- at this photograph <laughs> and i do want to miss a thing and we're going to different ways we got there wow you know. Look at this graph. I love that. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> Somebody, and he's holding a, a bar graph. <laughs> this this reminds me of the the one where um, every time like two people stand uh, uh, across from each other over a certain distance, and mm-hmm. they each take um, they each move half the distance to the next person. Yeah. They'll never meet, right? They'll never meet. Yeah. It just gets smaller. Wait, say that again, please. So if you've got, like you and Brent right now, sitting across the table from each other, Uh if if one of you guys uh, decides to move halfway closer to the other one, Mm -hmm. you'll get closer. Oh. But you're still not gonna gonna be able to touch, mm-hmm. or or well, you're you're still not gonna be in the same space. And if you keep moving half the distance, you'll never get there. It's like a number line, Kevin. Yes, you're never gonna be able to touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know who love is, <laughs> and I want an infinite. Uh, amount of arrows to show. I want you to move half the distance between us and show me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Basically, Foreigner is just a Paradox cover band. No, Foreigner is the... Uh, the time space-time continuum is what Foreigner is. A lot of people don't realize that. Now Mm. you guys do. Yeah, they encapsulate it. That finally explains Jukebox Hero to me. (laughs) Jukebox Hero. Number one super guy. (laughs) He had stars in his eyes because he's an infinite being of mass and what? And never mind. Uh, the infinite hotel paradox. Speaking of infinite, oh, uh, I hate this one. This one it bugs me too. So I'm gonna. This bastard is a thought experiment that explores the concept of infinity in mathematics. Right. So the idea of infinity and how fucking bonkers. Well, like we'll say infinity, and someone goes, "Oh yeah, well infinity plus two that doesn't oh, exist." Oh, got him goes like this. Imagine there's a hotel <laughs> with an infinite number of infinite number of rooms and all of them are occupied by guests, all of them, right? Yeah. Now imagine Kevin, you walk up uh-huh. and you're a new guest and yeah. you're like I need a room. Well, since the hotel has an infinite number of rooms, the manager can accommodate you. You just asking, you know, simply by asking each existing guest to move to the next room so that the first room is now empty for you, right? Yeah. But then a group of infinitely more new guests arrive and they all want rooms. The manager decides to accommodate them by asking each guest to move to the room whose number is twice their current room number. So the guest in room one goes to two, the guest in two to four, guest in three to six, and so on. That way all the odd number rooms are now available for new guests. And all the even numbers are accounted, occupied by the original guests, infinite amounts of each of them. But then... Another group of infinitely many new guests arrive, and they all want rooms. So the manager, who's very overworked, decides to accommodate (laughs) them by asking each guest to move to the room whose number is three times their current room number. So guest in one moves to room three. The guest in two goes to six. 
guests in room three goes to nine and so on. This way, all the rooms whose numbers are multiples of three are now available for the new guests, and all the other rooms are occupied by the original guests, an infinite amount of all of them. This process continues indefinitely with a manager accommodating an infinite number of new guests by asking each existing guest to move to a number whose number is multiple of their current room number. So where do you get the paradox? Well, the paradox arises because the hotel appears to be full at all times, yet an infinite number of new guests can always be accommodated because there's an infinite number of rooms, even though they're all taken. While the infinite hotel paradox, they say, seems absurd and impossible in the real world, they use an example of how math and philosophy can push our understanding of reality, push it to the limit. Um, and of course, it's always good to have a sense of humor, you know, and who's better to shit on than fucking people who work in hotels. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. You work. You infinite. In the Get to clean and Nancy. You're the only one. Fuck you, math. You know, Brent, hold on. Are you all right? No. Yeah. No, but that's a different story. <laughs> but I want to point out that I need to spread there, buddy. <laughs> thank you. I was going Maybe. to get, thank you, Mr. Uh, I didn't want to scare you with my wingspan and my red eyes, but I'm just needing a Sprite here in Chicago. Making my, I'm going to go to the airport and maybe stay hi to my friends. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Kevin, or not, but the uh, Mothman has taken up residence in Chicago and he comes by the show every once in a while. Yeah, is that who that is? He's a big lover. I thought that was of, Joe Peck of uh, lemon lime sodas. Uh, oh. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I want to say that a paradox in and of itself. I'm pretty sure on another episode of Hysteria 51, I discussed this fucking infinite hotel paradox. Really? I I I seem to be recalling that. Uh but that could be a repressed memory from the repressed memory episode or one of those uh you know, it was when you were in a different alternate time. Yes. You know, so I want Mandela might have been affecting it himself. No Mandela effect, you know, and yes, yes, yes. Berenstain bears. And I mean, so this is just math, right? It's playing with the idea of infinity. All right. So this hotel has infinite rooms, infinite rooms, and every one of them is booked. And then you come in and go, I need a room. So you ask everyone to move one further so that the room number one is open. But how can that happen? Because there's an infinite number of rooms that they're already booked. But if it's an infinite, it never ends. So then the answer is uh, that they're never fully booked. Well, but they are because. <laughs> because why? Because paradox. Oh, okay. And also, I would. I think I would be the guest that would get there. Be like, all right, everybody move down one room, and, I, and I'd get in the room, and I'd be like, ah, oh, this room. Man. There's a there's noisy some mold ice machine. On there. Yeah, man. I gotta move. Call that poor guy at the front desk. Oh man, yeah. I, they, okay, so I love that you're like. I'm going to hang and handle this. No, they can't do that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so paradox has been the subject of much debate discussion among well, scientists, philosophers, hack podcasters, uh, and have yet to be fully resolved until now. Kevin. Yeah. Please explain these in detail and we'll be grading on poison presentation. So go ahead. And uh, cite your sources, please. Yeah. Uh, all right. My sources, the last time I was you on Hysteria 51. <laughs> hold, uh, if you'll hold me, uh, hold on for a second. I'm going to channel my inner self yeah, to uh, be prepared for this question. Again, I need those um, uh, paper bags, Brent, because I'm going to fucking freak out. <laughs> these are fun to talk about, but they're also important. And I think that's the point. I mean, we're, we're laughing at these. But these paradoxes challenge our assumptions, assumptions of mm. infinity. You know, uh, they lead to new discoveries, engage audiences. People want to talk about them, even though they're real heavy shit. 
they inspire wonder and mystery. Kids want to do fucking science because they're like, yeah, maybe I'll figure this out. Yeah. And they also let you know that we don't really have the best understanding of shit. We got a lot of limitations. You guys do. Uh, We have a lot of lamentations too. And lamentations. uh, Lamentations as well. uh, (laughs) uh, You know, thank you. Thank Thank you, Crom. Crom. One more time. (laughs) They're an important part of scientific inquiry. Uh, They've contributed greatly to our understanding of the world and lack of understanding, at least of how it works. Uh, Scientists, philosophers, public, everyone loves them, or at least has heard of them, or, you know, gets mad when you talk about them. Uh, so, you know, maybe they'll figure them out or we'll be dead for sen- within the next century uh, because of, you know, <laughs> that said uh, uh, war and famine and, and greenhouse yes. of uh, gas. Pestilence. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Either way, I'll see you in hell, Seabot, is what I'm getting at. No, you won't. You know, I always act like I don't know you in public. <laughs> that is true, man. He's always like just C-Bot he just keeps hell. turning away from you at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, do you think one day that they're just going to be like, well, that's not how that works. And we'll progress so far that we'll be able to answer these or these always be paradoxes that we're like, man. Uh, I, I imagine. Right. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here's the theater <laughs> major talking. Uh, they're all paradoxes. I, I think they're made to not be solved, right? Yeah. That's the nature of them. At least in, in our current state of our evolution, yeah. right? Well, that's what, what if I our mean. brains- What if we're a level two civilization and then all of a sudden you're like, no, grandpa, I, I'm my own grandfather. Isn't that what's of... going on with TikTok? Yes. Oh, yes. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All hail China. <laughs> with a Y. I, I actually do agree with David. I think that's part of the fun. And it's part of what you were saying a moment ago, Brent, that it does kind of force you to be like, oh, maybe I don't know everything, which is always, always, always a healthy thing to think <laughs> that you don't know everything. Yeah, it is. No, for, I don't. Yeah, you're right. You, you I try it. Brent. The problem is so many people think they're the smartest person in the room, you know, yeah. when, they're, when they're, you know. Oh, you're so smart. Why don't you solve this hotel paradox, bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that on the playground, <laughs> I would have exactly $1.35. <laughs> but if you could now just take this time to tell yourself to invest that money yes. in Google oh. or you know, or Alphabet or something, then right now, Alphabet soup? all at the same time. Oh, you know, Google's parent company. It's called Alphabet, yeah. Oh, that's correct, right? Mr. Yes, Flora? it is. Yes. Oh, you. I, I think you're asking me. So oh, like, no, no, no. It <laughs> is Google. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's let me 27 that. times, right? <laughs> yeah. That is you 27. Asked, good you job, tw- David. That's right. 27 <laughs> times. That's All my right, own version math. of the 27 club. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, kids. What? I mean, we, we did these. We even got a little Pinocchio paradox in there. Well, and there's a ton of them out there that we didn't. Well, ones did we miss? What are the paradoxes that uh, make no sense to you? Or they do make sense and you think they're fun because fuck that hotel one is right. Anyway, guys, let us know. And you can let us know by, well, a couple ways. You can channel your inner self to have already sent an email. And then <laughs> we would have gotten it before this and done a better job. That's not going to work. Fuck. Yeah, well, maybe next time. Uh, we can Give it a try. <laughs> yeah, we'll. We'll see. Uh, you can also tweet to us at Hysteria51Pod. You can send us uh, an email along with your favorite weird news to weird at Hysteria51.com. So we can do those for the bonus episodes. Facebook.com says Hysteria51Pod is our regular page. While you're on Facebook, Hysteria Nation, 
tons of people in there talking weird shit all the time, memes and all sorts of nonsense. Patreon get all these episodes commercial free and up all nights, Mandalorian hysterias, cafeteria 51s, radio dramas, and pictures of Kevin. Probably not. We're not going to do that well, to you. Well, what was the last part? Uh, nothing. 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277 to leave a voicemail or just go to stare51.com. Click on the microphone and leave us your best version of this <laughs> so that we can add a few more to the repertoire. Uh, yeah, Kevin, thanks so much for spending your sad times with us. Uh, you're welcome. And, and really this could, we could probably just put a bumper at the beginning and just call this an episode of sad times because <laughs> I'm sad. Well, you know, that was what we, uh, set out for. So that's perfect. Yep. David, what you got going on? Anything? Boy, oh boy. I hope by this time I've gotten part two of the devil, a history out. Mm. Um, it, it'll take me probably a week to, to edit this because I should have had three parts, not two. Anyways, mm-hmm. that should mm-hmm. be out. Quiz, quiz, bang, bang. Trivia. If you like trivia, search for that on your podcatcher and check that out. And, um, you know, just trying to manage life. That's all. <laughs> trying to not scream into the void. <laughs> Ad nauseum. Yeah, mm. well, now you've got new things to worry about in the in your world, kids. So glad we could do that for you. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. I've been Kevin. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.